Welcome back to the Nuggets of Gold podcast and YouTube channel. Today, we're going to be previewing the 49ers Chargers uh, preseason game week two. Uh, we're just going to kind of go over, you know, some of the, the roster spots that people are battling for. I think we can discuss first Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, throughout this this week, we've seen that Jimmy has actually struggled heavily in the red zone. And it already seemed like the plan, at least early on, when Trey Lance was potentially going to be the backup quarterback, that the plan was to get him in there in some red zone situations, you know, utilize his running ability. And a lot of people did not like this idea. They felt it was too Taysom Hillish. I always thought that that was, you know, going to be part of the offense. Um, and and I, I take it as a, a really like a pretty big benefit for Trey Lance, just being, you know, giving him the opportunity to go out there for five, 10 snaps a game, even if he's not starting to, you know, see some defensive looks some NFL defensive looks. Um, so I did like it, but Aiden, as we know, we, we've been looking at uh, some of this Chargers practice stuff, and it, it has been brutal for Jimmy Garoppolo. So the chance that that Trey Lance is going to be that week one starter, it seems to increase by the day, by the practice. Um, and so, you know, another preseason game where we're going to get to see them. What are you kind of expecting out of out of the two quarterbacks in this in this matchup? And do you think there's a, an opportunity for Trey Lance to maybe potentially gain even some more ground over Jimmy Garoppolo to start week one? Yeah, I think that that's definitely possible. I think it'll be similar to the first preseason game where Jimmy goes out with the ones and plays that that, that first drive. Uh, and then Lance will come in for the second drive. Uh, and a lot of the ones will still be playing. Um, I, I do really want to see him behind that first team offensive line. Um, I get that Trent Williams probably won't play. Alex Mack may not play. Um, but it was, it was tough watching him behind that, that second team, basically third team offensive line last week. Um, so excited to see what, what he can do with a little bit more, more time. But the main thing that I want to see from Lance this week is like three or four designed runs. I want to see what, what those are going to look like. Kyle may not do that at, at, at all. That's That's going to be a wrinkle. That's going to be huge throughout the course of the season. So he may not want to give that away right now, but I want to see, um, how important that is to the offense because we didn't see any of that during during the first um, game and I want to see how how Kyle is is going to treat Lance's like whole whole career has he learned from from RG three or or is he like let's turn this dude into Cam Newton um, and say we're going to burn bright for five years rather than fifteen um, I'm I'm just super curious to see how often they're going to run him and what those runs are going to look like. I think another thing that's that's worth mentioning too, when you talk about you know the designed run plays and whatnot, how does Trey Lance look when he slides? Because he didn't slide at North Dakota State. Like it was very very rare. Um, and you're talking about you know the longevity of a guy like this that is able to run around. Um, and we've seen some guys you know in the division, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. Those guys are amazing at getting down, not taking hits, and they're still able to use their legs. And and I mean we've seen Russell Wilson do it for what over like pretty much like 10 years now. It's been a while that Russell Wilson has been in the, in the league and it, he doesn't really look like he's slowing down at all. And a lot of that is because it doesn't feel like he ever gets touched. It really doesn't. So is Trey Lance going to be, you know, a physical style runner like Cam Newton? Like we, we've seen that he's able to do that, but the longevity questions are definitely there. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that plays out. I, I don't know if we'll see that. Like you said, if Kyle wants to kind of show those cards, um, but even if we see one, it'll just be like, oh, look at this offense. And you know, everyone will just get excited. I, I do hope we see like one play like that. I also hope that that Trey Lance slides, gets down, doesn't get touched on that play. But it's more of just like, all right, you guys saw the look. That's what that zone read's going to look like every once in a while. We, we throw that wrinkle in there. Um, I think another thing that I really want to see out of Trey Lance is some more consistency in the middle of the field. 
Um, I think that's probably where like his weakest game is. We've seen that he can, you know, hit these deep shots, these incredible throws down the field. He's a pretty good passer around the line of scrimmage too. Um, I know that, you know, the accuracy concerns are, are one of the big issues that's kind of like inhibiting him from being the early on starter, but it's mostly in the middle of the field. Well, he'll, he'll get a little excited, miss a couple throws. Um, another thing I want to see is I want to see him get the ball out really quick. Um, in the first preseason game, now, I do not think it was mostly his fault, but there was one throw. I think it was third and four. It was towards the red zone, not quite in the red zone yet. And he had an underneath receiver that was open. He had about a, like a split second to get rid of the ball. He hesitated, took a sack, led to a field goal. Um, I would like to see him, you know, just get the ball out a little bit quicker. And if he makes some mistakes, that's it's bound to happen. Um, but I, I do think that he looked good in the first game. And I, I think that we should expect a, you know, a continued a continuing performance from him in that aspect where he's going to keep looking good. However, we'll get into, you know, a couple of these other battles right now. Um, but I'll start with you, Aiden, anything, any, any guys specifically that you're looking at today that you really want to keep your eye on. Um, I know we had, a, I think our, our big emphasis kind of going into the last game was that defensive line. And I think for us, Arden key definitely flashed, but what about this week? Who, who are you really like highlighting? Yeah, I'm super curious to see which which receiver plays well. Um, I think that there's five guys that are pretty much locks to make the roster. Ayuk, Debo, Sanu, Juwan Jennings, and and, and Sherfield. Um, and I think that the Niners are going to carry six receivers. So you got a couple guys fighting for that last spot. Richie James, who's a guy that we thought may even be the number three receiver, has had maybe the worst offseason for a, a a receiver that, that I can remember. This dude is like AJ Jenkins 2.0. Um they they picked up Simba Webster right now or like earlier like two or three weeks ago. Um just kind of as another body who can return, uh plays plays some receiver. Jalen Hurd is injured again. I don't think that he makes the 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 active roster emphasis on on the word active there. Um so super curious to see which which receiver plays when and who plays well. See if Richie James has another drop. Um, that dude, I don't I don't really know what what happened to him. Um, but I would say that that is the most interesting thing to me. Uh, also, safeties uh, picked up Ha Ha Clinton Dix this week. Super excited to see what he can bring. Um, and he's a guy who said that he kind of wants to start. So. Uh, hopefully he, he can go out and, and make some plays. He's a former pro bowler. I'm definitely kind of highlighting those two areas too. Uh, I think the big question is who's going to make the roster at receiver. And we were talking about it before. Um, we think that the guys that are like, I guess, locks now to make the roster are Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Muhammad Sanu. That's a big surprise. Uh, Trent Sherfield, who is kind of a, overlooked aspect of this offseason where he gets added in and he's going to potentially be a really important deep threat. Um, and then Jawan Jennings, who is coming back from injury after last year, but that's only five guys. And you look around this roster, all right, who was supposed to be another guy that was supposed to make the team. You brought him up, Jalen Hurd. It's look, his career is looking pretty tough right now. And I'm not, I don't think it's his fault. I mean, he's just constantly out with injury. It's really unfortunate for him. Um, but then outside of him, Richie James heavily struggling this offseason. River Craycraft, Travis Benjamin, um, you brought up Webster. I don't really know pretty much anything on Webster. Um, another guy I kind of thought that would make that would make the team as a potential sixth, seventh receiver, whatever that is, would have been Austin Watkins Jr. But Austin Watkins Jr. actually broke his foot in the last game. And the dude's pretty big badass because he was playing through it for like a quarter with a broken foot and he didn't even realize it. 
Um, so I do expect him to eventually be on this roster, but he's going to miss like six to eight weeks. So five to seven more weeks. Um, so I don't think that, that we're going to see him like, he's not gonna be on the active roster, but I, I kind of wonder, and this will be my question for you and also anyone listening, please let me know like who you think is going to make the, the roster at receiver, because I think that there's a chance that only five guys make it. And those are the only five guys. I think that you have a lot of depth in other areas. You have an offensive line that's already kind of looking a little bit depleted and you potentially have a couple different backup options. So maybe they save a, you know, they keep a uh, offensive lineman. Maybe they keep an extra tight end, potentially keep an extra running back. Like there's a lot of areas where they could keep another guy. Um, And so I think that there's a chance that they just rock with five wide receivers. Do you think there's a possibility of that, Aiden? And also anyone listening on YouTube, please comment what you think about this. Cause I, I feel like that this hasn't really been discussed that much. Usually teams keep six or seven wide receivers, but you think there's a chance they keep five? I think it's definitely possible. Um, and that really comes back to Kittle. Uh, I think if if they didn't have a top two un, unarguable tight end who is awesome at catching passes, you'd be more likely to see them take a flyer on on some guy. Uh, but because Kittle is is so good, it definitely gives them some some flexibility to maybe only keep five guys and they have some guys who who can catch passes out of the backfield too, um, and I mean we've we've seen the Niners win win playoff games throwing what six completed passes. Um, so don't don't know how important it is to have more more receivers than than completed passes. Um, but yeah, I I think that's that's definitely possible. And if nobody flashes, um, that's something that that could definitely happen. And that's huge for like defensive line depth. Maybe you carry an extra tight end. Uh, maybe like Elijah Mitchell makes the active roster rather than the practice squad. Um, definitely allows some some flexibility, but I still expect them to carry six. Okay, yeah, I know that that'll, that'll be interesting to see. Also, one thing that we had talked about earlier in the offseason was, you know, this this mentality change from almost like this the outside zone scheme, which of course we're still going to see aspects of the Kyle Shanahan outside zone scheme. But we were talking about, you know, potentially a little bit more of like that power run scheme being put into it. And one of the big areas that we were highlighting was Aaron Banks potentially, you know, being added to this offensive line. Uh, he's injured. Doesn't look like there was really ever a chance that he was going to start, uh, according to some of the reports from camp. But potentially keeping four tight ends, just kind of maybe not necessarily that that power game, but maybe that reinforces a little bit of that outside zone that we thought they were potentially going to move away to a little bit. And, you know, maybe like as they've seen this offseason go on, they're like, all right, Banks isn't ready to go. Um, we were kind of going to, you know, change our, our run scheme up a little bit. And maybe that's not going to be the case. Maybe they think Trey Sermon is, you know, has the speed to really, and or the, the burst to really hit those outside zone rushes. And, you know, maybe their mentality is changing a little bit. Maybe we were just a little bit premature to think that they were adjusting a little bit. Um, but we'll definitely see how that plays out as the season goes on. But I do wonder if keeping extra tight end kind of, alters you know the plans for the run game a little bit um other battles though i think you you brought up safety i think that's a really interesting one i think the guys you want to highlight i don't know if jimmy ward's gonna be playing today obviously he's a lock to make the roster but the other guys you have Tavon wilson who i think is going to start at strong safety but you also have haha clinton dix who's going to be playing you have uh, hufanga who's going to be playing mostly a special teams role but i'm expecting him to be on the roster i think you are fully expecting that as well um, but another guy that kind of has been addressed like brought up lately is jared maiden um he could potentially make that roster so maybe he he's a former safety at alabama he was on the practice squad last year 
um, undrafted free agent in last year's class. So maybe, you know, he gets some, some hype, uh, potentially uh, what we kind of saw from Jonas Griffith in the first week of the preseason, where he was also part of that same undrafted free agency class. So interesting to see how that goes. Um, also, another position I'm going to be watching and, and really paying attention to is the linebackers. I just, I, I like watching linebackers. I, I think a lot of, if you're watching football, I mean, that's maybe one of the best sports to watch on the defensive side of the football. So hopefully Marcel Harris continues to flash. And so hopefully uh, Jonas Griffith does either, either as well. I mean, <laughs> um, but the thing about Jonas Griffith is that I saw is that he is in a lot to make the team. And I thought last last time around, he kind of proved like, all right, I am the back of Mike linebacker. I've seen like 53-man roster projections where he's not on it. So he's still fighting. So that makes me more excited because I thought he looked amazing in that first preseason week. Um, but we'll see if he continues that performance. Uh, but th- that's pretty much what I'm kind of looking for right now. Anything else that, that you're looking for, Aiden? Yeah, I would say offensive line. Uh, I, I, I kind of mentioned it. They got to play better, especially when Lance is in there for us to accurately look at it. Um, he 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 took a couple sacks during the first week, which we're not sure how much of it is is his fault. Um, so want to see those guys play play better. Jalen Moore has been a pleasant surprise at at, at tackle. He's going to get another start because Trent is is out, um, and and a guy that I think is is really interesting to think about in in terms of linebacker is going to be. Um, Michael Kendricks, who we just signed, um, interesting to see if he's going to play an off-ball role. Which side he's 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 going to play? We are pretty thin at linebacker. Obviously, if if Fred goes down, you're you're going to be hurting. Um, but say a guy like Drake Greenlaw goes down, who are we starting at that at that other linebacker spot? Um, so excited to see him get out there. Maybe he can use some of that insider trading um, background to uh, make some plays with. Uh, against the Seahawks because he's a former Seahawk. That's where I was going with that. Um, but yeah, uh, excited to see the the game tonight. Tune in. It's at seven thirty Eastern time, um, and it'll be a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, final thing I'll ask, just because we we brought up the linebackers a little bit more than I was expecting, but if you had to pick, and I, I I'm going to guess that it's five guys that make the active roster outside of Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. Who are your other three? And I'm including the Sam backer spot. Okay. Um, I think that they're going to use Ebucom in there a little bit, but I'm not going to consider him a, a a full-time linebacker. I'd love to see Griffith make the roster. He looked really good. Um, I'll say Aziz. I think he'll probably play that that off-ball, like 20% starter role. Um, and you know what? I was just talking about him. Let's go with Michael Kendricks, veteran presence. Um, and maybe he can bring something that, that this linebacker room doesn't already have. Okay, I like it. And I, I also feel the same way about Ebukam. I think you're going to see him all over all over the field, really, um, and also on special teams as well. Uh, the only difference I would make is I think that Marcel Harris has a very good chance to make the roster over Aziz. However, it would mean that he would be the will backer, like the backup will backer. Griffith would be the backup Mike. And then Michael Kendricks would be that guy playing the Sam linebacker spot. So that kind of depends on where we see Michael Kendricks playing. Um, which is also something that we get to watch tonight to kind of see what, where they use him. But I do think that is, I think that's the most optimal group that you could keep. Um, but it, it's very likely that you going with Aziz and then having um, Marcel Harris out of the mix makes sense. But I, I liked what I saw out of Marcel Harris at the will. Um, but I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Hopefully the 49ers look good. Hopefully, you know, some of these roster battles 
you know, they turn out good where one guy's just excelling at such a high level. Not that, Oh, who do we keep? Both these guys are struggling. I definitely want to see, you know, these guys performing really well. Um, we didn't really mention it that much, but the cornerback battle want to continue to see Dimador Lenore balling. He's looked really good in camp, really, really promising stuff out of him. Hopefully Ambry Thomas kind of has a bounce back performance, but I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you everyone for listening. And we will be back talking 49ers football for the rest of the week.